This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I'm so thankful that we have a God that loves us. And like I said, I think we've kind of gotten away from, you know, taking that time to show him and give him back our love. And if we're not careful, like I said, in in these days, you know, um, it's so easy to get all caught up, you know, in in the stress of life and the stress of the world. And if we're not careful, if you don't stay focused, you know, That's exactly what the enemy wants for us to get distracted, deterred. He wants us looking here, looking there, looking there, and not looking here. And this is where we need to stay. This is where we need to stay. Amen. Have uh, you see our little picture up there about weight training? That's what we're going to be talking about. I'll let you start. You want me to start? Yeah. Amen. I'd like you to finish what you started. It looked like you and Jesus are doing a good job. Um, I would like to add this. So, you know, um, sometimes it's not spectacular, but it is very supernatural. Your everyday life, our walking around, work a day, you know, rising, <laughs> laying down and rising up life. Uh, lived for God. You and I are involved in uh, the the absolute greatest partnership, uh, the greatest purpose, the greatest uh, plan that we could ever participate uh, in, and that is the kingdom of God, the advancement of the kingdom of God. And, you know, it occurs uh, to me that uh, in Second Corinthians, the um, I believe it's the um, ninth chapter, uh, and it says this uh, about uh, our sowing and giving, offerings, uh, um, sowing seed in the nations of the world. So the Bible says that the benevolent person scatters abroad. But the context of that, it says also that God is unwilling to do without a cheerful giver. You know, many times you may not have it in your hand, but if it's in your heart, if it's in your heart, see, uh, God uses the, loves those, the Bible says, whose heart is in their giving, see. He'll, he'll get it into your hand. Uh, and he'll give you wisdom and understanding of his plans for your life where he'll get you freed up financially. He'll get you forwarded financially. Amen? And living a fulfilled and a very satisfying life, knowing that when you and I get to heaven, there'll be faces there because of the places uh, that you were willing to sow into uh, and to help send uh, people uh, into to preach the gospel. You know that there's over 2 billion people in the world that have not ever had the opportunity. I was looking at a statistic this week. 
that that have have not had the opportunity don't have access to the gospel yet. That's still a lot of folks. That's a lot of harvest yet in the field. And we must be about our father's business. Amen. And God's in the business, and I'm gonna tell you, He'll get it. He'll He'll get the word out. And that's what we're here for is to get uh the word out. We're going to get the word in and then get the word out. Amen. Yes. So we've been, uh, last week we started uh, this, uh, really was the start of this, and talk about processing the pressure. And really uh, want to spend some time here and talk about weight training. If you, uh, Pastor Cindy's going to read some scripture in just a second at our foundation text, at Second Corinthians, the uh, fourth chapter, but I want to talk about uh, problems. Uh, they're part of the pack. I said this, in this world you'll have trouble or problems. And, you know, really our pay scale, we're here to be part of the solution. We're, God is the source of provision, but we're a resource. Yes. Yes. We, are, we are working with God, and he uses people uh, you know, uh, to solve problems in uh, this world. God had a problem. He wanted a family that would love him yes. and obey him and be like him and enjoy him yes. and partner with him and do life together, happy ever after. That was God's problem. Well, then, you know, uh, God said it wasn't good for man to be alone because it wasn't good for God to be alone. He gives God all by himself, but he never wanted to be all by himself. Now, there's the plan of God in a nutshell. God doesn't want to do heaven without you. He doesn't want to do forever without you. He doesn't want to do life without you. Amen. Little old you in your life. God wants to be involved in The Bible says that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, we turn around and find out he delights himself in every little detail of your life because he just wants to do life together with you. And he'd like you to delight in doing life together with him. Everybody say delight. Delight. You know, there's some happiness, enjoyment uh, in that word. You know, not old, old, you know, it's just a hard old way and, and it's just awful and I can't wait to, you know, get out of here. Now, listen, I'm ready to go to heaven. Uh, at any moment, God can interrupt all of the plans even that came from him. You know, uh, that, that'll all be good. Life is good, but, you know, life there will be better. But until then, we're supposed to enjoy God here and now. His will on the earth as it is in heaven. Do you think you're going to enjoy God when you get to heaven? Or are you just going to sit out by the gate and pout because, you know, he had such a hard time of getting there. And, you know, after all, I looked over there and there they are. I thought, sure, they was going to hell. I'm going to have to regroup here because, man, they made my life a living hell. And there they are. What they doing there in heaven, you know? You know, it might be a couple of adjustments that need to be made. Now, that's probably why there'll be silence for a little while. You know, you'll be standing in the corner having to think about it for half hour. <laughs> might as well make the most of it. They're here, and you are too. <laughs> you didn't learn to love down there. You go, well, take a crash course right now. Forgive. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> so anyway, 
problems are part of the package of living life. People, all people. There, and see, I can hear people say, well, I'll tell you, I know some problem people. All my problems are problems with people. Well, all businesses, people, business, isn't it? And, you know, people and problems go together. But, you know, all people have or they experience problems in this life. And until we've really... You know, we're, we're not them, so we don't know everything of why they do what they do, why they think like they think, why they behave like they behave, you know. We don't even really know that about ourselves. It takes God uh, to reveal that to us. Amen. It really, really does. Do you know there are problems in prosperity? There's problems in poverty. There's problems for the young ones. There's problems for the old ones. There's problems for every level and strata and layer in between those two things. There's problems. There's pressure. Problems create pressure. And there's a process. Uh, Big problems are usually not solved with a snap of the finger or overnight. And life gets bigger over time, doesn't it? We meet greater and greater uh, things, greater problems uh, in life. But I want to talk about uh, today uh, position and the perspective on problems. What is a proper position and perspective on problems? Well, you know, uh, for us who have uh, chosen to trust uh, in the Lord, first of all, the Bible says that it's impossible to please God. Um, uh, without faith and that faith that believes that God first of all does exist you have to take that by faith yes. where'd God come from well you know you can ask him when you get there whether you're going to stay there or go somewhere else you can ask him that for yourself I just take it at uh, face value God is yes. he is God I don't care where he came from I'm, I'm concerned about where he is right now and what I'm going to do when I get in front of him Amen. If he wants to explain himself then, he can do it. But he's chosen not to. He's just simply said, by faith, you're going to have to take it. That In the beginning, there's God. Well, where did he come from? Well, we just take it by faith. He always has been. He is right now and he always will be. He's God. Said the secret things belong to him. The things that are revealed belong to us. So it don't belong to us. If he don't want to tell, we ain't never going to know. Amen. Amen. He said take it by faith. Just take it by faith. If you're going to be pleasing to God, you have to live by faith. And that faith basically is first believe that God is and that he is also a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You know, if there is a God, shouldn't he be sought after to find out who he is? Amen. Are you listening? That's the beginning of knowledge, the fear of the Lord. If there really is a God... That, that created all of us, what's my accountability and responsibility towards him? Well, you know, you run out wanting to know the truth. He's given us a heart that wants to know the truth, the absolute truth. And if you run that string out longer, that rope goes all the way. At the end of that rope's God. You can ask him anything and all the questions. He'll tell you what you need to know and what you want to know. 
as you need to know it. Amen. But at first we have to take it by faith. So God's position uh, is this, uh, is that there is not a problem, there's not a pressure that's greater than his power. And his power is best described and is best seen in how he expresses his love for us. His power and his love are tied together. Amen. See, uh, you know, uh, my love for Sandy, you try to hurt Miss Sandy, you're going to find out about my power. See, God's love for us, you, you, you try to destroy uh, who God loves, you're going to find out and see his power. Amen. His love is what uh, is, uh, he'll express his power because of his love. Amen. So his position is this, there is not a problem or a pressure that's greater than his power. And his power, his power to protect you. From destruction, from the pressure, from the problem, and his power uh, to provide uh, for you uh, in and through the pressure and uh, the problem. You know, we would, our position a lot of times will say, well, this is not working. First of all, we need to be careful about what we say. But what we say is attached to what we believe. I, I really believe this in, in that the Lord has spoken to me about um, 2023. Is it too early to start thinking about 2023? Well, not really. You know, uh, well, how can, you know, I don't, uh, we went by a little, uh, where was it, over at Walmart or something, somewhere, there's a little uh, uh, palm reader put her sign out over there. Amen. Advertising. She's going to read your palm. Well, I prefer to read the Psalms about my future. You can, you can let folks read your palm, but I'm going to read the Psalms. Amen. My future's in the Word of God. And, and the Bible says, <laughs> you know, the Bible says uh, there are constant reminders. You know, you could look to the world for your answers. Or you can look to the Word of God for God's answerings. They're already in there. There's not, there, there's not a question in life of who, what, how, when, uh, where, and how uh, that can't be answered out of this Word. Amen. This is absolutely complete. You have the complete volume. And if you'll, it, it's absolutely within your power and your choice uh, and my choice. And my power to choose uh, to uh, to have some knowledge of this book, work with this word. You can some of, uh, folks use it as an excuse. It's not a reason why it's an excuse. It says, "Well, I just don't. I wish I knew. I wish." There we go. Now, wishing ain't wishing is not. You know, uh, it's not as strong as praying. Hmm. And confessing the word says, uh, some people say, well, I, I wish I knew. I just wish I knew what God wanted from me, God wanted me to do. Uh, but, you know, there's a scripture that says that we'd be filled with the knowledge of his will. Yes. 
you can be filled with the knowledge of his will. That's where being filled with the spirit of God who uses this word, who's sent to lead and guide us into all the truth. And not in the big, there is the corporate classroom of life, you know, and the church. But boy, he's just, he's a, he makes house calls. Matter of fact, he said, if you'll just, if you'll just value that word. And you'll value the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. He said, I'll come live with you. I'll move in. I'll come move in with you. See? And if you're filled with the Spirit, he lives within you and I. Isn't that right? That's a good thing. Well, uh, when we say it's not working or, uh, and we feel against, uh, that things are against us, uh, the pressure gets on. The problem really pushes and presses uh, on our life. And when you squeeze the toothpaste tube, what's in there comes out, right? You know. Uh, but really from God's perspective, according to this scripture and Pastor Sandy, read it in Second Corinthians four, sixteen through seventeen, the Amplified Bible says that that no, uh, he's working for us. He says it's working for you. Go ahead and read that, Miss Sandy. Second uh, Corinthians four sixteen and seventeen in the Amplified. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid, though our outer self is progressively wasting away. Yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our momentary light distress, this passing trouble is producing for us an external weight of glory, of fullness, beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a a transcendent splendor, and an endless blessedness. Amen. Amen. That's powerful, isn't it? You know, you don't have to go very far. Uh, This week, uh, some of uh, about 20 cents a gallon wasted away. From my outer life. <laughs> then I went to the grocery store and, you know, stuff went up a dollar here and two dollars there. Some more of my outer life wasted away. It's taken more from me to do the same things. Are you hearing? The outer life is, it goes up and down, doesn't it? Sometimes and just all around. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and and if you listen to folks out here, you know, it's it's really at the forefront, you know, uh, at people's thinking because it's down where folks live. Or we, we, we need to be aware of where people are. You know, people with problems are more open to the promises. Yes. But I found in checking the taking the temperature, you know, this is this to uh, uh, me is is uh, like past Sandy Cook. So I'm not a cook now, you know. I'm not. I make toast and burn hot dogs, things like that. But uh, uh, and I can flip an egg. I had to learn to flip an egg early in my life because my older sisters wouldn't help me. You know, <laughs> you were on your own in our house when, you know, uh, anyhow. Uh, mom and dad were milking cows and, you know, we had to get ready for school. And if you couldn't flip an egg, oh, well, eat it sunny side up or whatever, scramble. You know, it was just your own problem. If you wanted an egg, you had to make it. 
but Pat Sandy's a good cook, and you know, uh, a lot of times she'll, uh, um, you know, I usually am, am fairly hungry most of the time when I when she's cooking. You know, I'm having expectation. There's anticipation. You know, you come in and and uh, she's over there just to working. You know, and I'll go cruising by. You know, she'll go. It's not ready. Also, it look to me like it's ready. Look at all. Look at it. And look at it. Look at it. It's all up in that pan. There's bubblings. There's, you know, smells. There's all kind of stuff. But see, you know, there's some stuff that just needs to simmer. You know, we're in a simmer in summer where all these things are working together for good. Now, you might not think they're working together for good, but they are. Working together for good for those that are called according to his purpose. And see, it'll be done. In other words, it'll be ready for God. For some God change. How many of you know we need some God change in our own personal lives? We need some God change in our families. We need some God change. Lord, no, we need some God change in the church. Are you listening? We need some God change in our nation, our community. We need God change in this world. Are you listening? Have you noticed that, you know, that, uh, you know, folks are on antidepressants because of the Antichrist? I'm not making light of things. Well, I'm just telling you right now. Well, in checking the temper stuff, you know, I, you know, people are hopeless out there. They don't feel like that, uh, that their vote counts, that their voice counts, that their money counts, that their life counts, that anything counts. There's an oh well out there because it's been long enough and strong enough that, are you listening, one thing right after the other, that they're wearied out. They're worn out with stuff, see. You know, what does that say there? Wasting away our, 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 our outer self progressively, see. Uh, wearing uh, away these things. The devil will try to wear us down. With the pressure, trying to shape us into uh, victims and be defeated. And look at the problem and not the problem solver. Yeah. You know, yeah. Then, then you get worn out, you know, and he does it mm-hmm. little by little, just keeps creeping mm-hmm. in. But the more, see, you, you know, the less you pray, the less you spend time with God, the less we keep our focus, and the easier it is for him just to keep creeping in. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing you know, if we're not careful, we're agreeing with everything we see instead of agreeing with the mm-hmm. Word of God that will bring change and hope and bring super in our natural. That regardless of what yeah. happens out there, God will make sure that we're blessed. Even in a time of famine, those that are serving and staying with God and keeping your money mixed with God will see the hand of God in our lives. Mm-hmm. He'll make a way for us, you know, but we, that's what we've got to keep focused on him so we don't get down in that pit, you know, right. of agreeing with the devil, you know, yeah. lie of doom and despair, you know, and that there is no hope because we've got to be hope to the hopeless. We've got to be able, if we're not, you know, hoping and saying, well, you know what? This isn't forever. God will take care of us. You know, trust God, trust God. But if we don't keep pointing them to him, you know, then how are we going to tell them or show them anything different? This is, excuse me, more of a time than ever 
to let them see something different. It doesn't mean that we're not going to struggle. It doesn't mean that we're not going to face some, you know, uphills and some battles, but it still means that in the end we will win because we got mm-hmm. God yeah. attached to our stuff. Yeah. And that ties into it. I believe the Lord told me this. He said free. We're, he said he's been saying this way back last year. He said, I'm going to see you through. Yeah. 2022. That's an odd statement, but I can see what he's saying now. Yes. Yes. Amen. Uh, but he said, all the way to free in 2023. Well, uh, before you get before you get too too up on it, uh, you know, um, there's some there's some strongholds in. Your life and my life, see, uh, and a stronghold is uh, a stronghold is something that creates uh, boundaries. It creates borders that tries you might you never get beyond that measurement in your life. It holds us captive. It holds us in bondage, and a lot of time, you know, uh, it's like kudzu. Uh, there's a root that goes down deep, yes. but we're looking at it crawling up the tree, covering up everything. Uh, but until you get out the root, you can't get to the. the you're going to have to live with the fruit. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, uh, so free in 23 would be would mean more than just having you know a feel good service and a couple of goosey bumps and one experience with God. It. It's going to be a progressive process yes. of, of getting into that word, weight training, word training. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the glory of God, the power of God, who God is, what God does, all that God has. Well, our connection with that is with his word, yes. is with his word. And see, we, we come at, we come and, at. And a consistency. You know, just like mm-hmm. in the natural, mm-hmm. you know, when a bodybuilder or a weight trainer or somebody is trying to get to a certain place, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. they're very consistent. You know, they don't go, you know, if they're going to get in that certain thing or be in a certain, you know, uh, field or if they just want to feel better about themselves. But yeah. it's not going to happen if they go, oh, well, I'll go Monday. Oh, then one day, two mm-hmm. days, three days, two weeks, another month. Oh, maybe I'll go next month. You know, now they're not going to see the change and the progression that they would want or they wanted by just going whenever. Whether it's one time a month, one time a year. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We have got to stay consistent. It's got to be a daily thing, it can't be a Sunday. It can't be just a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. It can't be just when we're in trouble. It's got to be every day. Mm -hmm. It's that every day getting up saying, God, you're my God. God, I'm trusting you today. God, show me the way. Direct my steps. Oh, God, I thank you for what you're going to say to me today. What you're going to ask of me today. And I'm already saying, yes. I'm willing and I'm obedient because I want to walk in your truth. I want to walk in your blessedness. But more than anything, I want to be a witness 
to someone. Maybe it's just one. I may never even say anything about God, but they're watching my life. Mm -hmm. They're watching my reaction. They're watching my choice. They're maybe watching how I respond to what they say. But they're watching because we want to plant seeds. Mm -hmm. The seeds of Jesus, the seeds of hope, the seeds of life, the seeds of health, the seeds of God's love and his goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, but we got to stay consistent. You know, or you're never going to be strong. You know, you may be strong on, you think you're strong on the outside, but your inside spirit man is way, way down Mm because he hasn't been fed anything. And we're wondering, well, I'm not hearing what God's saying. Well, because if you could see in the spirit realm, your little spirit man's all weakened and laying on the ground. And he's like, man, you ain't fed me and I don't know when I'm about starved to death. Feed me. You know, and we wonder why we can't hear. Mm-hmm. We're wondering why we're not being directed. We wonder why we're not making any progress was because we haven't stayed consistent mm-hmm. in the Word of God. Stay mm-hmm. with it day by day, yeah. step by step, moment by moment. And some indicators in that sin is that, you know, just like you go to the gym, you're going to walk by some people that, you know, have been training and, and they, they're bench pressing 500 pounds. You know, but you got to walk by, you know, uh, them and say, not yet for you and go over (laughs) and start there. If, you know, if, 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 if there's no understanding of the plan and, and, you know, uh, and you're, you know, um, uh, realizing, you know, it's it's going to be a 500 pounds and you have 50 pound strength. And not much endurance at all. You know, training is not just, the balance of training is, yes, it's strong enough to lift the weight, but repetitively, see, there's got to be some endurance in there. You know, you know, a lot of us get by with 100-yard sprints, but, you know, it, uh, you find out that over time, you know, you run the marathon 100 yards at a time. And it takes everything and all we got sometimes, you know, just to get through this. And the Lord says, now listen, you know, uh, uh, there's a better way um, of preparing. There's a better way of living than just, you know, approaching life in 100-yard sprints. Where it takes all out, everything you got. See? Build some endurance in there because there's some stuff that, you know, uh, you got to endure long and strong. You got to outlast the devil. You got to outlast the trouble. You got to outlast the problem. Because you keep chipping away at that stronghold little by little. The, The life in God is little by little, step by step, day by day. One by one, layer by layer is how God gets things done. That's how his kingdom comes. And his will is done. Boy, just a lot of daily doses, isn't it? Amen. And you know, if you let worry weigh on you and fear, see, all of those things weigh on us, then, um, you know, uh, uh, it saps your strength. See? And then we don't endure long. You know, the Bible says this in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, the Message Bible. Uh, we need to have a spirit, not just a natural position and perspective. What I'm dealing with at the moment. Mary said this light, momentary, passing 
problem, passing trouble. Okay? Everyone say, we say this too shall pass. This too shall it pass. will. Things will change. But, you know, uh, uh, we can advantage in order to advance if we are preemptive where the change is concerned. Because God's always wanting uh, to uh, bring change into our life. You have the opportunity to change everything. And there's some things that need to change, not just on the outside, but more importantly on the inside. The promise there is a endless, uh, uh, an endless blessedness. Talk about a a weighty, a weightier measure of glory, mm-hmm. a weightier measure. Yes. There's some that you need a little less of the curse and a little more weightier measure of the blessing working yes. in your life. Of the word working in your life, a little less of the uh, of the. We could go down to the thing where where less is more. We need less of this and more of that. Yes. Amen. Um, <clears throat> but the world is just up. See, the devil doesn't doesn't have anything new. Now, what he's going to try to do is get you, get you to have less of God. Mm-hmm. That's at work right yeah, now. That's right. That that's the wind that's blowing. That's the current of the flood. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that uh, that the enemy is sending. See, that's the truth. What well, see the problem's going to have to have a greater measure of promises yes. and power. Amen. Uh, now, why is it that in a word church that uh, that's fallen on deaf, hardened ears, and stiff necks? There's not going to be no turn if you can't turn your neck. Amen. To turn your head and see something different and hear yes. something else. Yes. You need to turn towards this voice, not turn this off and tune me out today. That's the problem. Don't you think God don't know? It ain't nothing personal for me. I've been doing this so long. Look here. I'm going home, live my life. I love you, but I understand I can only choose for me. I'm going to choose to obey God, show you that's the best way to live. If you don't want to, listen. Listen. Amen. There's a hurricane coming. Even the world's saying there's a hurricane coming. They know a storm's coming. This is me to year, honey. There's some adjustments being made. There's some correction coming big time. Amen. It needs to come to the church. Hallelujah. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, you don't want to come up against some of life's problems and your answer and the Lord has to mark that off. That's not correct. There's some tests you got to pass. You don't want to fail the stress test, do you? You don't want to fail the health and wealth test. You don't want to fail uh, the faith test when push comes to shove. Amen? It ain't come to shove, but it's pushing. There's pressure right now. It ought to push us in the right direction towards God, not from God. It's going to take a little more measure of God. Are you listening? If you on the bottom underneath it, we, God's will is uh, you do, and plan is for you to be on top, never underneath, but always on top. Well, you're going to have to learn how to live by faith to do that. going to have to work with the word, and we're going to have to realize that there's a different position. And thing. Now, I'm not fighting with you now. You know, it's just like a child. You know, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, you know, you're a big boy, big girl. If you don't want to graduate high school, you don't have to. But I suggest you do your coursework. It'll be to your benefit to have that measure of degree in your life so you can go on qualify for some other things. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. It's called growth. And God's plan is that we would grow up. That's his total perspective on his family. Wanda family, the problem is, you know, sometimes he got to get his family to grow up. Amen. Well, uh, Proverbs 29, 18 says this. It's, this is from God's point of view. He says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. That's the thing. If we can't see what God is doing. Well, how can you see what God is doing? He says, in the next part of that verse, he says, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. See, we need to attend to what God is revealing. What's God revealing? Well, the Holy Spirit's working this word and showing, you know, I mean, you can't, you know, I mean, how do I interpret the economy? How do I interpret the government? How do I interpret the, uh, you know, the relationships in my life? How do I interpret financials? How do I interpret all the stuff that's happening right now? Well, we better be looking through the lens of God's word. Yeah. In the light of what God is revealing. And because, listen, you don't have to live in the dark. Come into the light. You don't have to be in the dark where that is concerned. Or be worn out and worried by uh, fear. It says when they attend to what he reveals. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm attending to what God's revealing in my life. Are you listening? I mean, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. But Lord have mercy, my own trouble. It's like, God, how did I get here? I know it wasn't you. I walked here, right? You know, sometimes you get, sometimes I walk, I've walked too close to the edge and took quite a fall. The fall, one <laughs> what hurt, is when I landed way down here in the ditch, way down here in the hole. And now, it, you know, I mean, I've got, to, I've got to find his way up out of here. And it might be a little while, a little longer getting out than it took to get in. You can fall real quick. It might not get out, you know. Are you hearing? Oh, boy, what you, what you know, there's some help here today if you'll hear it. Now, I'll tell you, you'll hear it. You know, want to read a verse of Scripture out of uh, Hebrews, uh, the uh, 12th chapter. This is out of the Message Bible. It says this, uh, uh, chapter 12, verse uh, 4. It says, in this all-out match against sin. Well, you know, that would be debatable in the world today. There's some folks who's just going sin's direction. No, it is uncontested. There, there's no, we live in a world, Christian, Christian. Amen? And those that, uh, you know, uh, uh, wannabes, listen to me. We live in a world where right is called wrong and wrong is called right. Completely upside down and inside out. It has never been like it is right now except, you know, uh, you know, uh, the Bible says that the last days will be like the days of Noah. Yes. Every thought and imagination of man was nothing but evil. No thought for God whatsoever. One fella, listen, the Bible says, by faith he prepared an ark for the saving of his family. He preached for a hundred years that something was coming and nobody believed him till it came. Are you listening? 
But the door was shut. There's going to come a time when the door is shut. See, you got to find God when he's in. Now's the day. Jesus warned of that. He says, and there are warnings today. There are signals of the times that we're in. And if the church doesn't believe it, my God, how's the world ever going to believe it because we're going right along with it? No, he says, in this all-out war uh, match, all-out match against sin. And let me just tell you, you may not be all-out, but I'll tell you the devil is all-out to destroy you, steal, kill, and destroy you, destroy your witness, destroy your life, you ever uh, uh, having the kind of life that God wants you to have as a worshiper yes. and a witness. He is all-out. Maybe you and I ought to think about what our position is and our perspective is. There you go. Wait till it's too late till you overrun with the stuff. Till it just comes in, you know, uh, and, and after the fact, it's easier to keep him out than it will be to get him out. We're finding all that kind of stuff out right now, now. Are you hearing? Yes. Hmm? Now, you know, at some point in time, Real faith, real faith at some point in time winds up with some fight in you. I'll say it again now. Real faith will, sooner or later, is going to wind up with a rising up from within of the greater one and some fight against the sin and the weight that so easily besets us and clings to us that we carry around and carry on just like the world carries on. I'm going to be a different Christian than that. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going down. Are you listening? Hallelujah. I found out it was up to me to build the fire underneath my own pot. I'm not going to lukewarm. I see too many people in lukewarm headed for cold. The Bible says, I read it just this week, it says, look at the deserters, those that have deserted God. Their lives are falling apart. There's an indicator. Right there. Amen? Well, juxtapose that with a God who says, I'm going to put everything together for you. If your life is falling apart, did God walk off and leave you? No, you'll find him right where you left him, way back there, somewhere, when you stop trusting him. Amen. It was little by little that, it, that, that you got deceived, see, into not attending to what he's revealing. Then pretty soon you can't see what God's doing. Then pretty soon we're just stumbling all around. Wringing our hands, I don't know what to do. Yes. Amen. Well, it says in this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you to say nothing of Jesus, of what Jesus went through, all that bloodshed. So don't feel sorry for yourself. Here's some takeaways. Number one, don't feel sorry for yourself. I mean, at some point in time, we're going to have to realize there's folks that got it way worse than me. They're paying a higher price than I am. There's people that are, that are on this side of me. Are you listening? Uh, and there are people on this other side of me. There are those that got it better. There are those that got it worse. But I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I am what I am. I are where I are. But I ain't staying like this. Hmm? Hallelujah. Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children and, that's, and that God regards you as his children? My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline and don't be crushed by it either. 
If it's the child that he loves, that he disciplines, the child he embraces, he also corrects. Now, here's, uh, here's number one, don't feel sorry for yourself. And you've never been so loved when you're being corrected. When you're being treated as a child. When God says, I love you too much to let you keep failing. I love you too much to let the devil just have you. I love you too much to let you live and settle in less than I bought and paid for you. That bloodshed was the blood of Jesus. Every ounce of that blood bought your redemption. And he didn't redeem you into just barely get by dragging out and beat up by the devil. He redeemed you to live victoriously. He redeemed you to have to be victorious and glorious. The weightier measures of God's glory. I'm telling you what now. I don't care if your family told you you can expect to have high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and all that. My new family ain't got none of that. The blood of Jesus bought and paid for and redeemed me from the curse of the law. Poverty, sickness, and disease, and death its own self. I am the redeemed and I'm going to say so because I'm understanding that the weightier thing is that you were created to speak as a spirit. You were created to create, to use your words to create things and to control things just like God. That it is not out of your control. Y'all hear people say, this is all out of our control. Say what? You're the church of the living God. The government is on his shoulders. He's the head, but guess where the shoulders live? Honey, that's you and that's me. You need to stand up in your life and say, devil, not here. I'm not going to suffer. And my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I am the healed. Forgive me for getting the hollering, but sometimes... You know, I've seen coyotes in my field down there. Sometimes I just go, hey! Sometimes I just take a little lesson from them dogs I got. I mean, they turn around to pay attention and say, that ain't right. I smell something wrong here. And they let it out. They start telling, hey, I'm going to tell on you. You better get, you come down here, you're going to have a whole lot more than you ever bargained for. Where are some of those kind of Christians? See, I'm not going to go somewhere where they tell me I got to just lay down and be a rug for the devil to wipe his dirty deeds on. I ain't going to go somewhere where they tell me, well, you never know what God's going to do. You know, I should probably just teach, shouldn't I, instead of preach, but I, you, I don't know. Maybe it's jumping off of you and onto me. Something wrong. Something wrong up in here. It ain't the government. Are you listening of the United States? It's the government of God. Where are the Christians that believe what they're supposed to believe? Where are those that are living under the headship of Jesus? Where are those that will willingly obey and overcome the devil with the blood of the Lamb? The word of their testimony and laying their lives down for the death. I've told the devil more than one time, you want some, you're going to get some. You're going to get some more than you ever bargained for because to my last breath, I am going to resist you while I submit to God. This is not right. 
You ain't going to take my family to hell. You understand? And you're not going to put them through hell while you're here, while I'm alive and breathing and can pray a prayer. Shama, shama to that. See, you start. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You're the church of the living God. Don't feel sorry yourself out there. It ain't your mama. It ain't your wife. It ain't your ex-girlfriend. It ain't the woman you're running right now, son. It ain't the beer in the cooler. It ain't the dope at the dope dealer's house. It ain't the marriage you wanna or the crack cocaine. You better quit laughing that lie and listen to what I'm telling you today. Yeah, I'm pointing the finger. I'm pointing the finger of God at the devil that's living in you and driving you to destruction. In the name of Jesus, wake up, son. When you gonna get yourself around here and make a choice for God? You don't have to live that way. You don't have to be a victim. It ain't the color of your skin or the education you got or don't have. It ain't where you were born. It ain't none of that. You can be born again. God will run his life into your life and wreck the devil. Crush the devil underneath your feet. Somebody ought to hear what I'm telling you today. No, I don't feel sorry for you. You can choose. And you should choose. Won't you let them put a label on you that says this fire and no more. Honey, you are free to choose the will of God for your life. Choose to be blood-bought, spirit-filled, and victorious in God. You've never been so loved as when you feel like you're in, you're in it up to here. Honey, I'll tell you what, you can't get so deep, the devil can't drive your life so deep that God can't reach you and resurrect you and bring you out. You ain't in such a deep dark hole that God will not reach you. He delights in doing that because he gonna get the glory. It won't be the program, it'll be the God of power. You ain't never been so loved. I'll tell you, God's talking to you right now. Love will tell you the truth now. See, love will point you. Boy, I'll tell you, yeah. You sound like you're upset. I'll tell you, God's upset with what the devil's done to you. He's upset with what the devil's trying to do with you. He's upset that you know better and you won't let God do it. He's upset that you believe the lie about him that he don't love you and he ain't for you. Are you listening? That's what he's upset about. The devil is a liar. I'm calling his hand right now. If you got a devil, put it on the table. What's the devil ever done for you anyway? My goodness. Let me read this. Oh, y'all. Oh, something, something happening up in here. Amen. You know, I mean, sometimes if it won't move with that little firecracker, you got to go get you something just a little bit more powerful. You need to get some dynamite. Come on, roll on in here, girl. Dynamite, dunamis power of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes God got to raise his voice, say, say what? Yes. You gonna let them do what? 
The Bible said Jesus with loud cries. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. You're going to have some trouble when you get to heaven because, I mean, there are countless angels. There's a multitudes beyond multitudes. And once it gets started, everybody, the elders, 420 elders, all the angels, all them creatures, and everybody that's there starts saying, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is his lamb that was slain. Lord, Lord, Lord. Amen. No, it says, God is educating you. I need some folks that don't want, they're done being entertained. Entertainment, escaping to the entertainment. I'm just going to kick it out again. Maybe somehow, some way, someday, it'll just go away. I'll watch another movie. i just go do something to entertain myself. The Bible says God is educating you. The trouble you're in, turn, you need to be educated in the ways of God. Amen. The Bible says my People perish because they don't know me. So God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. I see a lot of dropouts now. I tell you, we lived through a time where a lot of folks have dropped out. And they go be, they're dropping like flies. Are you listening? To the devil's lies, just dropping like flies. Say, well, you know, I'll tell you what. Now, see, you know, we just do what's comfortable and convenient. You ain't going to be comfortable. How comfortable are you now? Amen? Well, I'm fairly well insulated. How insulated are you when you go to the gas pump? How insulated are you when you go to the grocery store? How insulated are you when you turn on the news? How insulated are you? Honey, it's going to come to your house. It's going to come visit you. How insulated are you? Are you against the devil's deal if you don't say something else? Are you listening? I don't know whether you realize or not, but, you know, the church has got trouble. The world got trouble. Folk got trouble. You got some trouble. Amen. Well, he says, he says, God is educating you. See, that's why you must never drop out. He's treated, some, at some point in time, you got to decide that you decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. It ain't going to turn out good if you turn back. The Bible says that if you have a confidence when you first started, it says if you turn back, uh, again, it says the Lord's not pleased with that. That don't make him, because it's not faith. It's not faith. Amen. He knows the way through trouble, don't he? I mean, he knows the way out, don't he? He knows the way to the other side. Even if you don't, follow him. But you got to follow through. I'm not going to be a dropout. What are you going to drop out into? What's there to go back to? Jesse Duplantis said it right. Pardon me for borrowing it from, but I believe it come from the Holy Ghost. What in hell do you want? What in hell does the devil have that you would desire? <laughs> Anyhow, you probably better jump in before we go to cussing. You want me to read the scripture? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Don't call Pastor Ron yet. I ain't done yet. 
2 <laughs> Corinthians 12 and 9. I'm, I'm being pressed gonna, into a corner. I'm going to read a couple of translations. Well, I, I, I need, you need oh, to read you, this first. Well, you need to finish. Finish reading this. No, all right. It says, he's treating you as dear children. I won't say anything else. I'll just read this. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training. I will have to say this, though. What are you being trained for? Ruling and reigning. You are, you are, God's purpose is that you would rule and reign through righteousness the right way for the right things in life. Uh, listen, exercising, executing his judgments in the earth, his righteous ways and judgments in the earth, the government of God. When we say your kingdom come, your will be done, what are we saying? Your government. We need you to govern us, Jesus. We need your government. It's a good government. You're a good God. There ain't going to be people hungry and starving. There ain't going to be people racially prejudiced, are you listening, discriminated against. I don't even want to go there. Amen, where that's concerned. Lear, God, God, I'm glad God don't. You know, I'm glad God, when he looks at me, he sees a new creation. And he knew good and well what color I'd be painted. My body. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm a different color than he chose where Jesus was concerned. Jesus is a colored person. So am I. Amen. There's just no issue where that is concerned. And we see people like that. We're infantile and ignorant. And you make that the issue, you're not learned and schooled in Christ. Because in Christ, we no longer see people like we saw them before. It's the heart, honey. I said it's the heart. At some point in time, somebody ought to say something different. Just say, you're wrong. You're in error. That's wrong. I don't care if you are a Christian and you still have issues where that's concerned. You're still wrong. It's not an issue. You better deal with it in your own heart. Let God heal you. It's a stronghold. If everything is from, where, from your natural outward position. Amen. This little white body is going to go in the grave and turn black and gray and become dust. So what color am I going to be then? I'm going to be standing in the presence of Almighty God washed in the red blood of Jesus. Clothed and robed in a white, so uh, in a robe that's so glorious it outshines the sun. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Amen. All right. Uh, only irresponsible, it says the normal experience of children, only irresponsible children leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. We've got a spoiled generation entitled generation for you holler too loud I'm talking about the chats oh too hot too cold too long too hard too loud too soft it's too much like I don't like it they didn't have no nanner pudding or chicken at the fellowship <laughs> I'm coming, I'm coming on. Amen. 
So why not embrace God? Embrace, embrace God's training so we can truly live. While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them, but God is doing what is best for us. Training us to live God's holy best. Do you want to live in the best that God has? Then you have to embrace his training. Weight training. Amen? The stuff that's too hard, too difficult, too whatever, too much for us is not too much for God. And he says, and before I get done with you, it ain't going to be too much for you neither. Because when I get done with you, you're going to say a thing and it's going to happen. You're going you're gonna to agree with me over a thing and I'm going to change a thing. You're going to be ruling and reigning righteously. You're going to be governed by the love of God, but you're going to judge rightly. Amen? Not going to compromise, calling it compassion. You're going to be truly compassionate. Healing the sick, raising the dead, driving out the devil. Amen? Establishing the rule and reign of God. There'll be peace and joy and right things. Amen? Glory to God. All right, God is, at the time, discipline isn't much fun. Probably should skip that part. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. Look at your neighbor, Sarah. Are we having fun yet? It's a little tough right now. It's a little hard right now. Amen. It's, it is, isn't it? But there's a greater good working here. We're simmering this summer, and it'll be ready. Amen. What will be ready for? Ready for God. More people ready for God in the church and, and, and outside the church than ever before. The harvest is getting ready. Now listen, it always feels like it's going against the grain. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Training always feels like it's going against the grain. Because if we had our druthers, bring me to church, give me some latte. Make me some brownies. Make sure you got orange soda pop and some shady chips. And don't keep me too long and don't get too strong with it, preacher. Because after all, I'm here voluntarily. And if I don't like it, I'll find another place where they can itch my ears. Tell me what I want to hear. Amen. Hallelujah. I understand the times we're in. Read the context of that scripture. But now, see, later, there's the payoff, of course. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely. Both if you sow to the Spirit or if you sow to the flesh. Later. Later. At the time, it's hard to do the right thing. At the time... It seems to go against the grain to do God's thing in the world's thing. But it's later that the payoff comes handsomely. It'll be multiplied when and increase the little seed now to the flesh or to the spirit. There's a payoff coming. Everybody say there's a payoff coming. Well, but it says for the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. You want to have a mature relationship with God or willing to settle with knowing about him, which is most of the church. Or would you, would you rather up front pay the cost to really know him? Paul said that. I read it this week. He said this. 
He said, everything I thought that was going for me, he said, I've, I've counted that as trash. He said, because there is a higher measure, there's a greater glory, there is a price to be paid to really know him. To know him. And then he categorized that. We won't have time to go into that. All right, I, I, I read everything. Right, now Pastor Ron can come. There you and go. I'll read this scripture. Amen. In 2 Corinthians twelve nine, uh, it says, Each time he said, My grace is all you need. Mm-hmm. My power works best in weakness. Mm-hmm. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Um, and another, uh, this one here, uh, it says, but he told me, my kindness is all you need. My power is strongest when you're weak. So I will brag even more about my weakness in order that Christ's power live in me. You know, see, when we come to the place of saying, I can't do this. I don't know better, and I'm not going to go the way of the world and fret and stress and try to fix it. I'm going to trust God. That's when his super comes in on our natural, you know, and when we stay consistent with God and trust his word and get his word in us, you know, it's it's for eternal. You know, it's a spiritual, a physical strength here on the earth but to take us beyond here into eternity amen and why do we need all this why do we need to be strong you know in our spirit man and in our physical man so that we can go witness Mm -hmm. so that we can go tell go share people for our lives to show and tell that there is hope in a hopeless situation that you know what you're seeing out here is not all there is that's temporary that's just temporary god's got something better for us and he can get us through it amen while we look at the things that are not seen that's what the original scripture uh, says the bible says and finally brethren sistren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might you know but he's still going to take us through weight training Word training. Our lives are put up against problems that come about just from being in this world. But the Bible says we're in it, but we're not of it. There's a different way for us. Through it. Through it. You know, I think about the, the three Hebrew children. Shadrach, Meshach. And Abednego. And the government, Nebuchadnezzar, had said, set up an idol, set up an image of himself, made it the law, everybody's got to bow down. Everybody did. When the music played, you're going to dance to my tune, and everybody did, but three of them stood straight as an air. And you know, uh, Nebuchadnezzar didn't see them. There was always the tattletales in there. You see them boys over there? They're part of your deal. And they ain't doing your deal. So he called them up. You know, he got mad about it. 
devil gets mad when you don't do what he tells you. He said, oh, you got to listen. I'm going to give you another chance. Oh, you got to do. What's the big deal? Little music. Bend the knee. Just do like everybody says. Just fit in. Just go this way, the way of the whole world. Now everything will be well with you. They said, well, sorry, we can't do that. <laughs> he said, our God won't let us do that. And uh, we're worshipers of God. Well, he said, who, and who is this God that he's greater than I am? See, we're living in a world where the devil says, who is God? That he's greater than me? And they said, well, you know, he said, who's this God that can deliver? They said, well, whether he delivers us or he doesn't deliver us, it's a, non, it's a non-negotiable. We're going to keep the word of the Lord. We're going to do it God's way. You shall have no other gods before me. Amen. And you know the rest of the story. I mean, he, he made it. He made it seven times hotter. And then he ordered them, bound up, and throwed them in. But you know, he was in for some kind of a surprise. And I'll tell you, the devil's in for some kind of a surprise. God's going to throw a party at the end of uh, 2022 and the endings of 20, the finishings of 2022. He's going to throw a party. Amen. And guess who will be standing? You may even be walking around in the fire. Guess who's going to get burned up? All that, all the ones that were going to throw you down and throw you in there to begin with. Are you listening? Hallelujah. And the devil's going to know there's still a God on the throne. There's still a God that will deliver his people. There's still a God that can take care of his own. When you won't bend, when you won't bow, you won't burn. Amen. Now, you can preach on that for a while, but that's the truth. I mean, have you made up your mind, you know? Listen, I, I, I'm a Christian. I do what Christians do. Long time ago, I made up my mind about, you know, wherever Jesus led, I'm going to follow him. Wherever he go on a Sunday, I'm going there on a Sunday. Whatever he do the rest of the week, that's what I'm going to do too. See? I'm going to be a person of his word. I'm going to be a worshiper and I'm also going to be a witness uh, for God. And there have been times when, you know, when we've been at our weakest. But the Bible says in Hebrews 11 chapter, it says through faith. It's way back there in the back if you're not careful. You know, I, I, I love this, the talk about, you know, uh, Abel, the blood of Abel and Abraham and Moses and uh, Noah and Sarah and all the different ones but I find myself way back there in the back in a paragraph that says uh, that lumps uh, lumps in together and it says through faith they turned weakness into strength weakness into strength one translation says disadvantage into advantage now listen you know uh God wants to help you. Lord knows. Boy, in my journal, I write down. The Lord will say things. I'll say, help me, Holy One. 
I want to live your best. I want to be a witness that's worthy of the price that you paid for me. I want to bring glory to your name. I want to live to please you. Maybe that's your heart today. Maybe you, like me, have felt like that you failed and failed and failed. Maybe you feel like you're not doing anything well right now. That's all right. You know, that's okay. You know, welcome to the human race. Welcome to the weak ones in whom the grace of God is sufficient and who his strength can be perfected in that. Welcome to the one that will strengthen you, that will help you. Welcome to the one that will take that great and mighty hand and lift you up, lift you out of the poverty and lift you out of the trouble, lift you beyond the problem at this measure in your life. I want to invite you to put your trust in Jesus today. If you've never done that or if you need to do that, once again, it's a simple prayer, you know. But trust him with all of your heart. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. You don't. God has a plan. You may not even understand what that is right now, but he'll tell you. He'll show you. Just acknowledge him. Let him be God. He is God and he loves you. You've never been so loved that God dealing with you. Some of you have given up on yourself, but you know, God has not given up on you, has he? Because he's talking to you today. I know you wanted to turn away, but you haven't been able to. And that's because God is drawing you. And God is holding your attention right now. It's time to come to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Let's pray this simple prayer. Uh, today. Now, you know, for some, they've heard it a lot of times and they've hardened their heart to it. It doesn't mean much anymore, but not for you. Not today. I'm going to pray a simple prayer that your eternal destiny hangs in the balance, whether you'll spend eternity with God or you'll spend eternity separated from God. So if you're ready, let's get that settled. God's already been sorting it, but let's get it settled today. Hey, Jesus, come into my heart. Give me this new life. I'm done with the old ways. There's nothing in hell I want. Everything is in heaven with you. You're everything that I do want. So I give you my life. Give you my heart. I give you my forever. Save me, Jesus. I know you've forgiven me. I know you'll wash me in your blood. I know you'll write my name down this very day in your book of life. And I'll be counted as your own. I'm trusting you, Lord. And I know I will never be disappointed. So all my hope is in you. I place my faith in you right now. Take you out your word. No one that comes to you, you said, would you ever turn away. I'm not too bad. I'm not too far gone. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, if you meant that prayer, I can assure you that God would do his part and let him do the heavy lift and he'll lift your life out from that, all that stuff. I hear the word dunghill. The Bible says he lifts the 
pour out of the dunghill and he sets our feet on the glorious, glorious rock of Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of the rest of your life. And you watch the life that God builds for you from this moment on in Jesus' name. Till the next time you remember this, God loves you, so do we. Have a heart that's at rest because you're about to discover how very blessed you are in being so loved by God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.